Hello and welcome to another episode of Adventures in .NET. I'm Sean Claybow, your host, and with me today, the two co-hosts, Waylu. Hey, Way. Hey, Sean. Hey, Don. Actually, uh, you're enjoying the, the last part of my vacation week. So I took vacation this week, which is a rare thing for me. So, huh? yeah, I'm doing. Did you no, travel? Just staycation, doing things around the house that I normally don't. Still, just as good, I think, to, to do when I'm working. Yep. Nice. And I think I heard Caleb, our other co-host. Hey, Caleb. I'm here. Yeah, you're here. First week of summer camp. It's been an adjustment for everybody, but it's it's been good. We got torrential rains earlier today, flooding all over the city. Water, water spouts, and fun stuff. Yeah. Sean, how's your finger? Yeah, we're we're supposed to uh, get a bunch of rain this weekend too. You know, for us, they they call it. Mm. There's an ap- atmospheric river pointed at us, so we're supposed to get between two and, <laughs> two and three inches of rain within the next uh, couple of days. So that is wow. quite a bit for our area. So, yep. And yeah. my finger is uh, still bent. <laughs> mm. It will always be bent. So I was hoping the doctor would have some some possible options. But. No, no. All right. All right. Let's bring in our guest. Our guest is Hamed. And I'll let you say your last name, Hamed. Hamid, uh, actually Hamid Shirwandi. Okay. Welcome to the show, Hamid. Why don't you tell us? Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story, about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But what I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv and I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I I want to give you the resources that are going to help you do that. We're going to have career and leadership resources in there. And we're going to be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got into development and how you got into .NET? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Um, how much you Randy? <laughs> And uh, I've been working in the software industry for about eight years after university. And actually, I've been in love with .NET from the first days that I started my career in software development. And for about eight years, I have worked in software industry, mostly as a freelancer, because I... Uh, really don't like to work for companies. I like to work for myself. So there are a lot of challenges that I had to solve and make solution for them just by myself. So I think this is an excited way of learning stuff in uh, this industry. Uh, you need to read books, you need to watch videos, but they are just uh, theoric information and you need to uh, make the best solution according to the 
to your situation, according to your project situation, for your challenges, and it I think it is really good uh, for me. And in my career, I uh, have been working on uh, many different applications as a freelancer, or sometimes as a team member, or sometimes by manage a little uh, team and. After these years, I think uh, I like to start uh, my new journey in software development and uh, learn other people how can uh, solve their problem just by their own uh, without needing to be a part of an, uh, for example, enterprise company. So that's it. Okay, good, good. So uh, we found you by... Uh, by reading about an article that you put on Medium that's about yes. an open source yes, project yes. that you created. Can you tell us about that project? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, of course. As I said, I am a developer that learn everything about software development uh, just by myself. So I think there are many other uh, people, actually developers, that uh, maybe like to learn some enterprise approach, uh, patterns, and uh, methodologies, but uh, they don't like or they can't uh, be a part of a company to learn this approach. So I decided to start an open source project and named Taskomask. And the main reason for developing Taskomask and uh, spending about two years is to show how we can design and implement a real-world application based on enterprise approaches and methodologies and patterns like DDD, event sourcing, CQRS, and uh, TDD, BDD, and so on. Because uh, you can learn everything about this approach by using some resources like books, like articles, like videos, but they are just theoretical information, I think. And it is really hard to you to start implementing something after reading a book. For example, after reading a book uh, about DDD, it is really hard to you to start implementing something, for example, by using that resources. And I think the experience and knowledge of implementing this kind of approach and patterns and methodologies that they are uh, really enterprise is hide behind the enterprise companies. And as a developer, if you like to learn, for example, DDD, you need to be a part of an enterprise company because DDD is used in complex applications and uh, it is really hard to, for example, a book to a book to cover a, a complex application or it is really hard to learn how to implement, for example, DDD in a complex application in a video because a complex application needs many logic it needs uh, to write many lines of code at it and it is uh, impossible to learn from a video or article so i think there is just one way to learn for example ddd by using cqrs and even sourcing and that way is having your own project you need a project to to practice your what you learn from the books and other resources to see how can 
make the best solution by considering the situation of the project and about your problems, okay? Because there is a lot of solution for problems. For example, in DDD, about validate, domain validate, validation, we have three different ways. And each way can be used in uh, some uh, special situation. So you need to have a project. Uh, if you can't uh, be a part of a team, you can, you can have an open source project practice on your uh, project for example you can start with a with a simple domain and then make it more complex step by step and add some new challenges and then you can look for uh, some solutions about your challenge and then you can uh, learn learn uh, more better for example if you like to learn ddd and how how use even sourcing in DDD and how use CQRS in DDD and how you can implement uh, 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 DDD in, for example, a clean architecture and so on. So I have tried to make a good source for people, actually for developers who like to practice their knowledge about DDD or other uh, approach and patterns. And they can use my open source project as a reference for their own projects and uh, that is because that is uh, i have tried to collect uh, some uh, uh, different solutions for problems around zdd and even sourcing secures and so on just to be a, a good reference for developers you know and uh, now i see many developers uh, send message uh, for me and uh, they they, they uh, say how my project helped them to to learn new stuff and uh, practice them in their own projects i think we can all uh understand what what you've gone through using books and videos and trying to learn from them because they only get you so far right and in a lot of cases, yes. they'll even say, you know, don't use this in production. So you yes. kind of have to to learn the specifics of your use case as you go. Yes. yes. Uh, what was there something there was an, an impetus or something that prompted you to to start creating this a couple of years ago? Yes. Yes. Can you ask your question again? Sorry. Yeah. So you told us a little bit about the application and some of the functionality. What made you decide to create this open source project? Oh, okay. I remember a few years ago, I started to learn about DDD and I read some books. And uh, after that, I, uh, because I was a freelancer and uh, I uh, wasn't a part of any team, so I had to learn uh, how to implement DDD in a real-world project. Project, So I started searching around the web for an application to use it as a reference uh, uh, to see how this stuff implemented in real-world ap application. But uh, every time I search for a, a project, I just uh, saw some a small example and uh, you know ddd is used for complex projects and how you can learn it 
just uh, by, for example, a domain that it, it, that it uh, contains just one entity. So I saw many references uh, about DDD and Secures, but they were really, I don't know, poor, you know. So I decided to start my own project, uh, learn new stuff in it, and then uh, make it uh, as a reference for other uh, people around the world. That's it. So what what does Tasco Mass do? I mean, if you you know people want to get in there, but you know what does it actually do? Is it you know, a usable uh, product to, for somebody to do something with it, or is it just to look at ways of developing and organizing and, and architecturing an application? Sorry, can you uh, ask your question again? Yeah, what does Tasco Mass do? You know, or is yes. it just just a project for learning ways to implement patterns yes. or architecture? Actually, yeah, I know. Actually, uh, when I started, when I decided to uh, start a project, I needed to choose a complex domain. So I just uh, tried to choose a, a domain that is uh, clear to develop because, and I see, I managed my task on uh, Trello that days and I, I I just think I can I can develop something like Trello but uh, actually I didn't want it to be used on production I just uh, wanted to be used for learning for, to be used for example like a uh, resource for other people hi this is Charles Maxwood from top end devs and lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases, just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance, I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out and, and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. It's a Trello clone, so to speak, but yeah, you're yeah, using... So yes. Yeah, I'm just... You're using a lot of patterns and practices that you would see in an enterprise .NET application. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like people to see, for example, how we implement something like Trello by using DDD, CQRS, even sourcing in a clean architecture, for example, by using Blazor, how we can uh, test this kind of application because uh, everyone knows Trello and like to know how it's implemented. Okay, so I try to I try to show people how we can develop something like Trello by using this I don't know enterprise approach and patterns. So, what were some of the most valuable patterns that you learned in you know, building this project? So, if you have a look on uh, the Tascomas documentation uh, in GitHub repository. You can see many patterns, many tools, many approaches. I don't know uh, about test design, about BDD, about DDD architecture, 
and how to use, for example, uh, Blazor for uh, its web client, how to use uh, Web API, MVC, and so on. Uh, during developing this project, I uh, make some challenges for myself to learn uh, new st- stuff. This project helped me to find uh, c- uh, s- solutions for my problems. Okay, it uh, hel- helps me to to improve my skills in programming at the first and show the result of my searching to the other people uh, for example for example i uh, i see many people are confused about how to test a project that it is used ddd for example so uh, by looking in my project you can see one approach is to test aggregates uh, you know and you can see how i can uh, how i for example, made a fixture, how I set up a fixture for aggregates, how I test them, how I made test doubles uh, for testing uh, domains. And for example, I see many people are confused about the difference between value objects and entities, for example. And you can find many examples in my project about value objects and entities and so on. So uh, at the first, this project helped me to learn how to implement what I learned from the books and the, the other resource. And the second, this project can help the other developers to know how to how to for example implement a test or how to for example use mvc blazor in such applications so i think everyone should always have some sort of a side project i think it's what you've done is really really great for learning did you just want to tell us a little bit about like what dd is so like what are the benefits what does it what does it stand for and yeah how does it work yes 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 actually actually ddd is an approach that help us to implement and manage and maintain complex uh, projects ddd uh, has three parts to implement and manage uh, complex business and uh, those parts are at the first a strategic design and a strategic design contains uh, some process like dividing the main domain into some uh, subdomains and we have some subdomains like generic subdomain supporting subdomain and core domain and uh, in a strategic design we we make ubiquitous language and uh, you and uh, we make we define context map and how those context maps communicate each other and after that uh, we have tactical design uh, and in tactical design we implement detail about subdomains and actually about uh, bounded context and we can use some uh, patterns in this context, like, uh, for example, aggregate, uh, like, for example, uh, uh, some building like blocks like entity, value object, events, and uh, a specification, and uh, so on. And after that, uh, when the strategic design and the tactical design is ready, we can 
speak about the technologies and start implementing them. Uh, it actually DDD help us to collect the business logic in one place and make it easy to maintain and make it more clean. So DDD isn't an architecture, but it uh, after this all years, DDD is used many good patterns like even sourcing CQRS uh, to be more, I don't know what to say, to be more, I don't know, easy to manage business logics. But uh, it has uh, some good practice to for using it in uh, architecture. It is not an architecture, but uh, when you uh, want to use DDD, you have to put your domain model in architecture. And DDD has some, for example, pra- practice and contract about architecture. For example, in application service, we made a request and the domain respond our request, uh, re- request, you know, and it help us to make it more easy to maintain because when you use DDD in your project, you can't write your business logic everywhere. So each part in your architecture do its some specific works. And yeah, that's it. So you mentioned several patterns uh, that work well with DDD. One of them is the specification pattern. Yes. I wanted to get your opinion on that versus using a repository. And the reason is we're actually building out a new platform at my job for the back end, and we're deciding whether we want to use specification or repos. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about specification? Yes, yes. I actually... I, uh, I I have a question uh, at the first, and that is uh, repository is a pattern for work with uh, data and specification is a pattern to make it easy to work with uh, work with rules. For example, you have many conditions in your entity, for example, and for example, you have an if statement and there are many and by looking at the, the the code you cannot understand uh, what it means so you can use uh, a specification pattern to make it more readable uh, for example in your entity you have many conditions and they are just one to check for for example check uh, uh, the state of uh, object and do something but it is really hard to understand by looking at the code. So you can use a specification pattern and uh, choose a, a, a human-readable name for uh, uh, its class and move all of those validations in, into that uh, specification class. So uh, just I don't understand your question about speak about difference between repository and uh, specification. Well, and we don't have to get into detail, but uh, our backend architect was looking at yes. using specifications instead of repositories for talking to the database. He's created some generic methods and specifications that are reusable. 
And we were looking at that as an option. But I see what you're saying from the DDD standpoint, you're using specifications as kind of a layer to help manage rules and validation without getting lost in the code, so to speak. And that makes sense. Yeah. You need me to explain more about that? No, no. So have you been able to apply all these patterns that you've learned in this project to your 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 daily work? Or some of them are kind of a little more you know, special that you don't use them all the time? Actually, using uh, patterns and approaches and implementing uh, solutions for problems are dependent on this uh, current situation of uh, the project. So, for example, in Taskmask, all of the patterns I used is uh, is uh, by the situation of the project. And in my daily project, maybe I use them or maybe not uh, because of the situation. And as I said, this project try to be a resource. So, uh, in many parts of the project, I have tried to to bring. Uh, uh, more than one solution for a problem. For example, I tried to show how to uh, use anemic model and, for example, how to use rich domain model. And they are two different ways to implement a domain model in DDD. And I try to show uh, developers when they should use anemic uh, uh, domain model. And uh, I see many developers think anemic, uh, anemic domain model is, uh, for example, anti-pattern or it is bad to use, but it's not true. Uh, for example, if you have a generic subdomain or maybe a supporting subdomain, it is not so important in your project. So uh, it is not necessary to spend uh, more time for it so you can use an anemic domain model and it, this is not bad uh, always it depends on your domain model and uh, so maybe in my daily project i never use anemic domain model i don't know but uh, i just try to show uh, a, a different solution of how to implement them in uh, a real world application I was going to ask, I've looked at your your project and you have uh, a good bit of, of documentation out there. Are you looking for people to come in and expand on that documentation or to help you work on Tasco Mask, adding uh, features and functionality? Yeah, actually, it is really good uh, to have some other contribution contributors because because it is really hard to maintain such a complex uh, application as you see i have been developing it for about two years and you know it is really hard to find new developers who like to contribute on a project because it is really hard for them to read the documentation, read the source code. It is a, a kind of complex project, but I, I really, uh, I have uh, made this documentation for people to, to, to can uh, easily use uh, my resource, but I always, uh, 
I'm always happy to see people like contribute in my project. And as you see, there are about five or six, uh, I don't know, developers who contributed in my project. Uh, and uh, yeah, really, I, I, I like to uh, see other people join in my app project. So is this project, uh, in your mind, you know, mostly finished or you do you have plans for it to, to be added on to in the future, things to do to it? Actually, I have a plan for it. If you see my comments on, uh, on uh, a GitHub for this repository, you can see I uh, started uh, on CQRS at the first and after that I worked on DDD and uh, after that I worked on uh, its web client. I worked on Blazor and after that I uh, worked on testing. I tried to uh, implement uh, testing and cover the application by uh, uh, some level of testing, for example, unit testing, integration testing, and uh, specification testing like uh, API testing and UI testing. And uh, the new plan that I uh, have uh, for this project is to start. This project is uh, developed on uh, a monolithic architecture, and I want to divide it into some services and use uh, microservices because I see many developers uh, asking about microservices and how we can use uh, DDD in microservices, how we can test microservices. And I have some knowledge about microservices myself, and uh, I have some other practice projects about learning microservices. And now I like to change the project architecture to microservices. Okay. I think we're... Uh... About out of time for today, so uh, we'll definitely put a link to this project in the show notes. So if people want to check it out, especially I think it's really valuable to learn different uh, approaches and technologies to use in their applications that they may have heard about but but uh, aren't that familiar with. So they can check out your code and maybe send you some questions or contribute to some pull requests or things like that to you. So great. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. All right, so I think uh, we'll move on to picks. Caleb, what's your pick this week? Okay, so my pick last week, I believe, was The Boys Season 3, right? And I've watched a couple of episodes, and I'm really enjoying it. It's very good. But this week is another TV show that's actually several years old. It's uh, They're done with all the seasons. But the main character is the guy who plays Homelander in The Boys. You know, and he's, he's a good actor. He does a good job. And Banshees, it's an interesting show. I think it was on a Cinemax or something. So there's, you know, there, there's a lot of adult themes and whatnot. But. You know, I watched the first season and and enjoyed it. And so I figured, you know, I'll make that my pick. The Boys and Banshee, there you go. Just do do some binging over the weekend. Let me know if you liked them. <laughs> okay. Why, what's your pick? 
Caleb. Yeah, so it's funny that because because I wasn't here last week. This week, my pick was actually going to be the boys. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, See? Yeah, I, I, I started watching it last night. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode of the, of the third season. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, that'll be my pick. You know what your pick could be? Working for Microsoft. Because that's what you're doing now. Yes. Congrats, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, so I started this week. So it's a it's a bit of a my dream job, I guess. Yeah. So so far, everyone's yeah, it's been really good. Everyone's been really nice and stuff. Oh, real so. Microsofty cool. now. It's got a really good culture. Yeah. Yes. yes. No way for you. <laughs> I know. That's, that's my one regret. I'll never be able to get that now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So uh, my pick this week is probably just going to be something really simple, and that is actually taking some time off. I have a hard time taking time off because I just know when I come back, things are going to be stacked up. And yeah, when I come back next Monday, things are going to be stacked up. But it was still worthwhile for me to take this week off and and do things outside of work and not worry about work so much. You know, I did, you know, check in every once in a while to make sure that things were not burning down, but uh, things are going okay. So my pick is just taking some time off. Cool. Uh, All right, Hamed, what do you want to let our listeners know about? What's your pick? Yeah, actually, I really like to use my peak time to say something that mm-hmm. I think it's important for developers because all of I did in my project is for developers who want to learn new stuff, uh, actually enterprise uh, approaches and uh, patterns. And I like to say uh, this uh, kind of uh, approach and the patterns are uh, really about design, not about implementation. So uh, they must uh, stop uh, thinking about implementation detail and uh, they must uh, start to uh, skill up themselves to be a, a software engineer, not a software developer. Because software developer is about coding. Uh, you just uh, think about tools, frameworks, and, you know, something like DDD is mostly about design. So that's what the people are confused about DDD and can't implement it because they are mostly developer. And I just uh, want to tell that you need to be a software engineer and software. And the difference between a software engineer and a software developer is about uh, time and scale and trade-offs. The software development is not just coding. And maybe you write uh, your best code, but maybe it's uh, not necessary. Uh, you need to write a code that it consider the time. Uh, for example, maybe after three years, you need to change your code. So your code must be really easy to maintain and easy to change. And you need to make your decisions when you write the code by considering the scale of your organization, scale of your team, scale of project, and uh, maybe to manage the cost you need to consider some trade-offs, okay? So all I want to say is to understand the enterprise approach and methodologies and pattern, you need to be a software engineer, not a developer. Um, Yeah, that's it. I, I think this is the best guide 
that I can show to people who are confused about implementing uh, such enterprise patterns. Thank you. Well, thank you. So if our listeners do have questions for you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? My email is the best uh, way. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes. All right. Well, thanks, for Ahmed, for coming on the show yeah, actually, and, and talking I'm about always, your project. i uh, active on my GitHub account. Okay. All right. Uh, th- thank you. Thank you, guys, for, for uh, considering uh, my project for your podcast. And I wish you all the best. Okay, great. If our listeners would like to get in touch with the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can get at me on Twitter. I am at .NET Superhero. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I'm at Caleb Wells Coates. All right. Thanks, everybody, for another episode. We'll catch everybody else and our listeners on the next episode of Adventures in .NET. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.